LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical ministry tip every week. We've been delivering on that promise now for many an episode, Derek, but today I want to find out, did you ever have like a model scale tricks? Or, uh, you know, car machine <laughs> thing growing up. Or model wow. trains. Wow. Was so that, were you into so that sort of stuff? Eloquent. I actually did have scalatrics. <laughs> uh, I did. So. And when we, that is you and I, visited that place the other day, was it last year? Yeah, last year. Last year that we did that. I have a renewed energy for scalatrics. But it is ludicrously expensive. It is. So if you go to my um, <laughs> my Kickstarter webpage, you can uh, you can give to my Scalatrix. Uh, uh, yeah, the track now is more expensive. Uh, I mean, you can build some big ones, but the cars. Oh, the cars are big. Yeah, good well, story. Well, you press play on a new episode, or in fact, a new series called Church Planting Model. So now over the next six weeks, we're going to be uh, pressing into the different models of church planning uh, that exist. Now, Derek, where's this series come from? Well, I think it's the, for me, it's the conversations I keep having with people, often at colleges or people who are um, uh, post-college, who are thinking about what to do next. And I'm talking to them about planting. And you ask them that question, you know, um, do you think you could plant a church? Would you like to plant a church? Or more provocatively, you know, when are you going to plant a church? And not not 100% of the time, but, you know, 90% of the time, the people who will respond to me who aren't that kind of gun-ho, uh, atypical or typical church planner will say, well, I just, I, I, you know, I just don't think I'm a church planner. I don't think I fit the mould. Uh, but what we've seen over the last, you know, 10, 15 years in Geneva, which is nothing new that the church has seen for, you know, hundreds of years, is that actually church planners come in a whole bunch of different moulds. So for me, I think part of helping people think through that question, could I plan a church, is actually helping them think through the different models to do it. That's a big thing for me. The roadblock is often in their head. So what is what is the atypical church planner that sort of people have built up in their heads? What do you think it is? Well, I think I'm, I feel like I'm looking at him. Uh, <laughs> excellent, excellent short sleeve shirt, muscles popping out of them, um, yeah. beard, you know, grizzly exterior. For those preacher, uh, so Bible in hand, uh, colourful tight jeans, or you know, regular regular slim fit tight jeans, and um, and shoe, you know, fairly funky shoes as well. Yeah, that that is, I'm just describing Derek today. This is the nicest thing you've ever said about me. <laughs> this is the nicest thing you've ever said about me. But well, it is, it is. Lots of those things are kind of that that stereotypical. Uh, church planner. Often it is the alpha male. It's the inner city. It's the bearded. Uh, it's the coffee drinking. Uh, as technologically savvy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, very good on social media. All those kind of things. That is the the picture of church planners that we have often had in the last fifteen years, for good or ill. Often for ill, I think I'd argue. Um, but that's how people ha- those picture people have, which means if they don't fit that, they automatically rule themselves out for no biblical reason. Uh, I would argue for no no pragmatic practical reason either, just because they've got that in their head. So church planning models, in some sense, is this not a new thing? People have been writing church planning books and talking about church planning models for a long time. Um, 
Yeah. What What's going to be the newness in what we talk about over the next six weeks? Well, uh, I think this is a really important discussion. <laughs> I feel like I've been banging on about it um, for a while now. And I, I know you have as well. Like when we um, when we brought Wade out a couple of years ago um, to talk about multi-site, and we'll have an episode on multi-site and people who are doing that. Uh, for us, that was that was starting to verbalise some of the things that we were already seeing. But for me, I think this is a hugely important discussion. I keep banging on about it because I think if we are going to reach Australia, if we are going to see hundreds more churches planned into existence, uh, the thing that we need is, one, church leaders who have a different picture for how planting could happen, and two, people who will go out and plant those kinds of churches, so a, a bigger pipeline of different people. Um, and I think if we're not doing those things, we don't have the different picture and people aren't capturing that vision, I reckon two things are happening. One is we are wasting resources. So we're always, we, we might always be walking down one track for planning, always thinking I have to find this type of leader and send them out into a parachute-type plant, which is incredibly hard to do both of those things. Um, we need to, but they don't all need to look. But we waste resources because we always think down one particular track. Um, and the other thing we do is we rule out good leaders. If they don't fit this mould of the parachute planter, then we we end up maybe 90% of, of people you know, within a church planting mould who possibly could plant a church, we've ruled out because they don't fit the picture in our head. Um, but actually there's a whole number of other ways in which they can multiply churches. They don't have to be this little slither over here. Now it's time for a, a little quick break. We are part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network and it's... Uh, a good opportunity to point to you one of our podcast partners. That's the New Churches podcast with Daniel Lim, Todd Adkins, and Ed Stetzer. This is a great podcast if you're thinking uh, about church planning. Loads of helpful advice, loads of great stories, uh, largely from a North American context, uh, but really helpful for um, you know planting in in Western context. So check out the New Churches podcast on your favourite podcast app. And they've done some stuff on church planning models as well. They're really thoughtful on this too. So Derek, uh, give us a brief outline of the types of plants we're going to be looking at over the next six weeks. Maybe a few examples. What's the key sort of distinguishing factors? Yep, no worries. Uh, just to list them off, um, and we'll cover these in, uh, yeah, we'll cover most of these. Look, there's the normal parachute planter. Uh, there so is... when you say normal, that's the, the, that's the pioneer guy. That's the alpha male. That's the one that we're all sort of going, that's what planning looks like. You've got to raise your team, start from scratch lounge room origin story we started in my garage with just well in wife fact my wife dog. my wife was pregnant and oh. that was our first that was our first person. with a dog that's right yes um, but now we're massive that's right exactly that is exactly the story so that when i say normal i'm not saying that's that is normal that's the picture in our head that we think is normal so but that is one that's certainly more and the real picture is yep yeah, start with 35 and buy Three or four years, you've got about 75 people. Absolutely. Average. Absolute, absolute. That's true. Hard. So that might be the mother-daughter one there. So you've got the, the pioneering parachute. You might have a mother-daughter. That is where you have a ascending church and you are planting within a, a geographical radius, maybe 15, 30 minutes, and you might take 30 people from that and go out with the intention of one day being independent from Now, it. you can have the hive off in that. You can also have the church split as well. You know, when church planning happens, when you don't really want it to happen, but it happens. We should do an episode on that, actually, but we aren't, because that's not an encouraged church model, although it, it is a model that exists. Now, another similar model that is the multi-site 
Yep. Um, sort of campus plant. Yep. Tell us about that one. Absolutely. So well, you probably know more about that one than I do, but that if you're thinking scales, well, you might have parachute up here where you're going with no launch team at all um, and, you know, prayers and well wishes and finances. Then the other end, uh, you have a multi-site uh, and that is a effectively a clone of a, a hub and you've got a hub and spoke model and so there's centralised services, but it, in essence, it looks exactly the same as the mother church, just in a slightly different location that's connected. Again, a different leader for that than you would in a parachute or a mother-daughter plan. Bivocational. Yep, bivocational. So uh, by to vocation, you know, working that this is just a, a type of plant where someone is working and planting at the same time. Uh, now, that could be anywhere. Uh, it could be in the country, regional, could be the city, but at, at the heart of it, they're working part-time in order to either connect for missional reasons or just to sustain themselves. Uh, in their plan um, while actually beginning to plant a church. Now, some do that intentionally and stay that way. Um, some do it for a period of time until the church gets to viability, uh, tent-making kind of. Now, thinking all those different models, are there common traits amongst each of those planting models? Yeah, yeah, I think there are. I think the at the heart of all of these ones, and I think at the heart of all planters, uh, you are looking for people who have a heart for the lost. That's what you want to see. You want to see people who uh, who bleed for people who don't know Jesus and want to do something about it. Now, I do want to say that's slightly different to thinking through someone who is that maybe capital E evangelist who is amazing at having gospel conversations in every single context. Slightly different, but church planners have that ability to gather people as well. Maybe it's the second thing. Gather people around a vision. So cast a vision in this case, I'm, I'm articulating for the lost, um, and draw people towards that, gather people and draw people towards that uh, to reach whoever it is they've articulated they're trying to reach. Um, so I, I think as well they have a, have a track record often of um, handling complexity, handling ambiguity, uh, uh, building structures and managing structures as well. And depending on what model you use, that can be... Skills are going to need there are going to need to vary slightly, but they're going to need to be able to manage and build those structures and implement them because sometimes they don't exist. Sometimes they are in multi-site. At least they're they're managing ones that do exist. Uh, here's the last one: If you're married, for planters, I think I'd argue one of the common traits is husbands and wife have to be in it together. Um, they have to have a common vision for what they're doing, even though their roles might be different from planting couple to planting couple. Planting places significant amounts of stress on a planting couple but at the same time huge opportunities for them um, and so you, you can't go into a plan if it's just one person wanting to do it and not the other so look heart for the lost um, an ability to cast a vision and draw people towards that build things from the ground up manage complexity handle ambiguity yep and well, spousal cooperation or more than that isn't that's it that's good more well you, you're partners you are the team you are the church planning team the launch team at the start and so yeah, you've got to be in it together so Derek what's the one thing you want people to take away from these episodes well look as I've, I've mentioned some of the um, similarities or the, the common traits of planters one of the things as we explore each of the different models for planning I want people to see actually the leaders while they have the same heart the leaders in each of them um, will display different characteristics at point depending on the model. So not everyone needs to be that hugely entrepreneurial person who could do a parachute plan or that alpha male who might do that. 
Um, and if you're playing in a multi-site context, what you're going to see is that may be really problematic, really problematic. In fact, cause massive issues if you have a personality type where you just want to do your own thing and not listen to anyone else, which is probably you know, root of it is ungodliness there. But if that is your, your bent, you shouldn't plant a multi-site church because it'll cause problems. So as we explore this, uh, these church planting models and these episodes, um, I'm working on this. This is a long one. Thing, I know. I was, gonna, I, was about to, I was about to break in and say, <laughs> can we just tighten this up just a little bit? This I want to keep that for the record, though. I, wanna, I, want, I want our listeners to hear that. That was a long one thing. This is, this is my uh, podcast. I can give as long one thing as I want to come on and be a guest. That is not how to do the one thing. Um, right. but maybe, so let's tighten it for... If you're leading a church, what's the one thing? All right, you want? okay then. All right, here's the one thing. If you're leading a church, the one thing I want you to come away from in this series is to understand that there are many paths to multiplication and planting. Many paths to multiplication and planting. I want you to have a vision for that. And if you're exploring planting, think about whether you are a church planner. What's the one thing for them? All right, that's good. Uh, if you have a heart for the lost and you want to explore the possibility of planting... I want you to come away from this series having cast aside your preconceptions of what a planter is and assessing anew whether you could plant a church in order to reach the lost. I want you to have a new vision for that and whether you could do it. Now, over the course of this series, we're going to be interviewing a number of church planters who are implementing these models. It's, uh, it's, one, of the, it's one of the resources that I always recommend young church planters um, and old church planters taking on. Go and talk to those who have church planted. Uh, Derek, can you give us your sort of three key books as we navigate this series? Yeah, well, there's lots of books out there, and we'll mention books all the way through. Um, I, I do want to begin with that you mentioned Q&A, New Churches before. Um, uh, Ed and Daniel have, pl- have written Planting Missional Churches. That's an excellent book to read, um, and they identify a number of these different models within there. In fact, Ed has a really good, this will be my second one, Ed has a really good blog series on different models. Uh, now, he breaks it up slightly differently than me, but um, so what, are you going to go with Ed Stetzer or are you going to go with Derek Hanna? Um, we'll, we'll provide a link in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. And you can uh, read to your heart's content. Yep. And the other thing which I'll put out there as well is we've been developing, we work with Lifeway to have what we call the CPCA, Church Planter Competency Assessment, which is excellent. Helps people think through whether they're wired um, uh, in ways that planters are often wired in. Uh, but we've developed one internally as well just to help people think through um, some of the characteristics, competencies we've seen or we, we put forward for planters around biblical mandates, um, characters, but also thinking into models. So we'll put a link to that. Um, hopefully it'll be there, but we'll put a link to that. Um, really helpful to do to help you think through how you might be wide and how that might match up with different planting models. Just a couple other quick books. Uh, Benyon's, Graham Benyon's book, he's an FIC church planter in the UK, is excellent just on church planting. Uh, there's a great book uh, written a number of years ago, 21st Century uh, church planting. It's got some excellent stories in that. So I think chapters four and five have some great stories um, in that book as well. And uh, and Malthus has got a book on um, on church planting as well, which which is great to uh, dip into, called the nuts and bolts of uh, of church planting. So they're all sort of great, you know, great resources with with you know chapters that you can really just jump into on a specific topic. Well, thanks for joining us on the one thing. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard today on the show, we'd always love it if you would share it with your Uh, friends, uh, particularly on these episodes in the next six weeks, if there's someone in your church who you're thinking should be 
thinking about moving towards church planning, share the episode with them, uh, tap them on the shoulder and encourage them to uh, plant a church. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon. Thank you.